0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've uh, put together where I like to talk about all things investing. Talk about what's going on in the market and to share with you some of my own observations, my personal observations about what's going on in the market and also share with you other perspectives uh, from other people uh, in terms of what they're seeing in the market. And really what the whole point of it is, is just to hopefully give you some unique insights and perspectives that you can take away and use to help you frame your own investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I do is I try to help people who want to become more financially independent. But the problem a lot of people run into with investing is they either don't know where to start or they've been investing for a long period of time and they just aren't getting any traction with their portfolio. So they end up feeling frustrated, intimidated and confused by the whole investing concept. So as an investment coach, what I do is I try to teach people and I try to engage with people on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So this is episode 105 and I'm going to talk a little bit today, a little bit more about uh, passive investing and uh, so some, some of the mixed messaging that's kind of coming out there, uh, in terms of this debate, there's this huge, crazy debate going on between which is a better investment strategy: a passive, hands-off kind of approach to investing, or a more actively managed, uh, traditional way we we invest in. Uh, in a previous episode, I talked a little. I'll try to give you the straight, the straight goods on passive investing, and I shared with you how, even though passive investing involves a very hands-on approach there's a lot of actively managed components that are actually involved in formulating a passive uh, strategy specifically in terms of the benchmarking of in terms of how uh, a fund or an ETF is benchmarking or trying to track what kind of uh, index or what kind of benchmark the ETF is trying to track and there's all kinds of like political um, business kind of issues that can go into formulation of that index so we went through I went through a whole thing about that in a previous in a a previous episode and today I kind of want to share with you some really uh, some really interesting messaging that's coming about um, especially from people that have been kind of the pounding on the table have been the sort of pro um, ambassadors for for passive investing strategies and because. We've seen in the last couple of months, and I've shared a, few, a bit of this with you in, my, in some of my previous podcasts, how some of these people and organizations who have been the sort of the leaders in terms of promoting passive investment strategies are kind of on a way almost flip-flopped. And the most recent example of it, just literally a couple of weeks ago, was coming from Vanguard. Uh, Vanguard, if you know, they are probably Vanguard and iShares BlackRock slash BlackRock are one of the big players in the ETF market, and they just have a real stranglehold right now in terms of uh, market share of uh, ETF products out there. So Vanguard just recently announced that they are going to, in 2018, start selling a line of actively managed ETFs. And these are gonna involve sort of factor-based models. The portfolios are gonna be used to develop portfolios that are kind of factor-based. So like we're talking like, you know, your low volatility, value-oriented, growth-oriented, dividend-oriented, pretty much like traditional mutual funds. And it's in its its defense for Vanguard, Vanguard also sells mutual funds besides ETFs. They have traditionally sold lower cost uh, mutual funds that are actively managed but now they're kind of morphing that mutual fund model what it seems like they're doing is morphing that mutual fund model into a into their ETF uh, line of funds and uh, it's ironic and I when I first heard about it I was floored because Vanguard um, you know the patriarchs of Vanguard is John Bogle and he is you know the whole vanguard value proposition is about low cost um, passively managed uh, products is investing is the way to go for most people that's the most easiest way to invest and they've built their whole business line um, around that value proposition so it's really funny and argue, uh, ironic and kind of bizarre in a sense that you know the company of john vogel is now pushing actively managed ETFs, even though he's been on record, over and over and over again saying actively managed products just don't out, don't, cannot versus uh, passive managed funds just don't even hold. They just they are just bad products. They just can't. They are not effective uh, ways to invest, approaches, strategies to invest. So here they are now going to be pushing onto investors like you and me actively managed ETFs and. You know it's just again it's so funny because his he's over and over talked about you know what it's really hard to pick stocks on a consistent basis and to do well with it that's what they that's what they're saying and um, but now they're kind of going against that philosophy and they're so what's going on what is up with this? well again uh, as like anything they're in a business they're in a business to make money and to generate revenues and you know the reality is you can sell by volume, a lot of stuff, but the margins in passively managed products because they're low cost and they're cheap, uh, it's kind of hard to stay in business, and that's been one of my questions. Is when I see Vanguard charging like 0.02 basis points, uh, or two basis points on you know one of their one of their broad-based index funds, I go like I don't know how you make money off of that. Well, there is a way they make money off of it. It's by you know loaning the money out and being a, a short seller. Uh, in a way, out of uh, for it, but I don't want to get too get you guys to a call. So as Vanguard, so I, you know uh, that was kind of to me, uh, 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 it made me stop and take pause. I'm like, what, what what's going on? This is a company that uh, propose you know whose value proposition is based on passively low cost investing, and now they're pushing actively managed products. So what does that look like for for you and me as an investor? It makes me scratch my head and say, okay, what are they really going after here? Um, A few months ago, uh, I did, uh, I shared with you another uh, example of almost a a flip-flop. This was in episode 85, I believe, uh, where I talked about uh, Burt Mancule, who's, again, considered to be one of the patriarchs and father's uh, pioneers of index investing. He wrote the book on Random Walk on Wall Street, and he had this infamous quote that talked about how blindfolded monkeys throwing darts, quote, unquote, blindfolded monkeys Throwing darts at stock listings could select a portfolio that would do as well as one selected by experts." Unquote. So this guy was a pound the table, index investing guy, and then just recently he flip flopped and basically he's now partnered up with a robo advisor company in the states and is pushing this product called, uh, uh, pushing these uh, strategies that are uh, revolving around advanced indexing where. Um, he, these products out there are attempting to exploit uh, inefficiencies in the market and in a way trying to beat the market. He, uh, his, his, his reason for kind of changing teams in a sense is that technology now has kind of stripped out a lot of the costs associated with, uh, with investing and that it is now more efficient now to adopt actively managed strategies to outperform the market because technology has now enabled it. So that was another kind of jaw-dropping moment. It was like, okay, wh- you know, at that point, I was like, okay, if this guy is now kind of changing teams, and then you know, what, you know, what's then what's the point of all this? But then the recent Vanguard thing uh, just reinforced it even more. And just to kind of layer that on top of uh, even more, more of a. Flip floppy kind of case. Uh, if you go to my website, I, t- I, I, I went on this little bit of a rant about a few years ago, and it's on my video section um, by another person named Rick Ferry, who has been out there as one of the, sort of the pro advocates for passive investing, for index investing. He's written tons of books out there and sold a lot of books about the virtues of passive investing. And then it turned out that, and he admitted it, that he doesn't really use it. And I I cite this quote that came directly from his website where he says, you know what? I don't even, you don't, it's really hard to adopt a purely passive uh, investing strategy, low cost strategy. And here he goes. And and what he said was quote, the problem will be, the problem begins, (laughs) I can't even read my writing. The problem that begins the indexer is that I don't, that comes with being the indexer is that I don't invest in index funds. Truth be told, my portfolio is a combination of funds that follow indexes, quantitative funds that don't follow indexes, and actively managed funds. I don't even consider following an index as being paramount in portfolio management. And, quote unquote, and it goes on to talk about you know what, if you're going to really understand the risks that you're going to get into with various, with Different investments, you have to do work. You have to do research. You have to do analysis to identify if there are unique risks associated with with certain investment opportunities. So, if he's talking like this is a guy who is who's selling books on, you know, low cost uh, index investing, and he's selling books and he's saying, well, I don't even follow it. You know, you have to wonder what's going on here. And I think a lot of this, and really what I'm going with a lot of this is. part of it I just want to share with you some kind of behind the scenes stuff that's going on with some of these people who are like when see somebody on the uh, uh, on TV on CNBC pounding the tables on the virtues of investing strategy X you gotta take it with a grain of salt because as you can see there's a lot of cases out there where people could flip-flop and jump the uh, jump the ship and you're kinda left holding the bag and so that's why it's really really important and 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 this whole concept of having being passive versus active and this whole debate about marxism you know these are all camps and it's almost a tribalistic kind of debate that you're having here and that is that is very common in finance it's very common in investing people have certain viewpoints and they're very very strict with it but at the same time a lot of people have very strict viewpoints and quietly will kind of change teams and really won't be letting anybody know which is very disingenuous and also not being very transparent and very honest. You know, at the end of the day, what do I think about passive, low-cost? T- I've told you actually what I've what I thought about low-cost passive investing. In fact, I don't even, I hate even using the term passive investing now because uh, if, as I've said in, in previous episodes, there's a lot of active stuff going, up, going behind the scenes on passive products. So I, I tend to go with, I'm going with the term more of low-cost investing as a much more effective way of uh, as, a, as, a, as a potential strategy, as, a, as an effective strategy, um, one amongst many uh, in terms of creating wealth, building wealth. And uh, the key takeaway really is just having the people that I see that have the really great investing competencies or have developed really great investing competencies are people that have a much more open mind and are willing to embrace elements of a low cost uh, investing strategy all at the same time will embrace elements of an actively managed strategy and have a combination a blended or a hybrid approach to doing it because that's ultimately what you want to do is you want to have yourself associated with different perspectives different ideas that challenge your, your, your viewpoints and challenge your approaches on how you make investment decisions because the chances are you're gonna then make a much more thoughtful and a much more well-rounded investment decision so that's a real really what might well my constant takeaway. That's my my daily takeaway here is always embrace new ideas, always embrace new concepts and always be careful of the messaging that's coming from people um, who are, who claim to be pounding the table for a specific investing idea or investing product. Uh, Be careful because behind the scenes they could be just on the uh, right near the exit door ready to get out. So, it's just interesting uh, that we're just in an interesting time because right now you are hearing so much about ETFs. ETFs are kind of destroying everything. Nobody's going to buy individual stocks anymore. Um, what we're seeing right now and these examples with Vanguard, with what uh, Burt Malkeel is doing, with the Rick Freire's of the world is, you're seeing a lot of marketing coming out there right now with these products. And, uh, if you're not aware of some of the stuff going behind the scenes or some of the things you need to be aware of uh, with respect to ETFs and what they're trying to sell and what's under the hood of these products, you're gonna be really disappointed um, and shocked when you start looking at the returns that these, some of these products are gonna make because it's it's not gonna be any better than, you know as much as the industry is saying this is the new way of investing, in a way there's a lot of the same behaviors that are being that would have been developing and the old traditional types of investing are pretty much just getting morphed into the new ones. So you gotta be really careful in when you're looking at funds, when you're looking at ETF products, making sure you're you're doing your proper due diligence and doing your proper analysis and you're just aware of some of these elements that are out there in play, especially when it comes to the marketing side of these things because the banks now, You know, Vanguard here is a really good example. They're going hardcore on this stuff and they're really pushing this stuff really hard. So, you got to be a little bit street smart in terms of how you deal with that. And and as my way of trying to do that, I teach a course on how to invest in ETFs, which kind of goes through all these elements that you need to be aware of and kind of helps you build a checklist for figuring out whether which ETFs are really good, figure out which ETFs are actively managed, which kind of ETFs are low cost, broad based, invest in broad based indexes figuring out which ones are are good and which ones aren't good, and doing it in a a thoughtful, methodical kind of way. So I encourage you to check out my website if you're interested in in learning more about ETFs. Uh, I've put together a really nice uh, online course, and I also teach the course in person too. So you can hit me uh, on my website if you have any questions. Uh, That's about all I have for you this week. If you have any questions about this, you can hit me through, I guess I said, my website sageinvestors.ca. Hit me through an email there. Uh, I'm on my Facebook page. I have a Facebook page, Sage Investors. Um, I post all my uh, all kinds of articles and uh, videos and po- my podcast links are all through there. And also, where else can you find me? Oh yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Sage Investors. I'm on there all the time uh, sharing content uh, from perspective people that I really respect in the investing side who are tweeting out stuff. I share with you some of this, their stuff. Share with you also my, uh, my own personal investment decisions in real time. So that's all I got for you this week. Um, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, all my previous episodes of Stock Talk are on iTunes. So jump aboard there and subscribe. And uh, feel free to leave some comments there uh, about, you know, what you like, what you hate about it. And stuff that maybe I could do better. Uh, thanks a lot for listening in. Uh, it's been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors. And we'll catch you again another time. Take care, bye bye.